Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Let his roots pop, just inside of heaven. Oh, and there'll be no more sorrow inside. Oh, tears will stop, just inside of heaven. He said he'd wipe every tear from and tears will stop just this side of heaven, and there'll be no more sorrow inside. Hallelujah! We're going there. <laughs> we got about another hundred dollars in First Corinthians chapter fifteen. And let's read verse 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And may God help me and anoint me here tonight. You may be seated if you'd like. We've talked about the victory. God laid this message on my heart yesterday morning while we were praying. I couldn't get away from it. And I uh, feel like we just need to go ahead and preach it tonight. But I want to talk to you about on how to keep the victory. We've had people, you know, last night testifying, tonight testifying again, I've got the victory. Yes. God's blessed me, God's touched me, God's helped me, but the thing about it, how am I going to keep it? A lot of times, if we don't watch it, some folks lose it from one night to the next night. Some folks lose it from one week to the next, from one revival to the next. we got some folks get saved every revival. And thank God for that. Maybe the rapture take place, one of these revivals, when you get saved and you'll make it into the kingdom. But I believe we can find something, brother, that we can hold on to. We can keep the victory. I thought about I begin to read and just throwing this in for handfuls on purpose. I uh, heard about a preacher one time that had left a certain area. They had called him back later on to preach a funeral of a certain lady, and she was one of them yo-yo type Christians, you know, up and down, up and down. And uh, people, I guess you should say, and he came in and asked some of them in the foyer there and everything was ready to go. It was time for him to get right in the pulpit. And he asked a man in the church, he said, Listen, did the woman die with a victory? And the man looked at him. He said, Brother, tell you the truth, I don't know what she died with. That's right. So that's the way it is. We got a lot of folks in the church. Dear God, they don't even know what it is to have the victory. Nicodemus, here it is. Nicodemus, brother had a private experience, but it was real. He got the victory. You may get it out in the open, you may get it in private, but it'd be real. The woman at Samaria got it at the well, but it was real. Zacchaeus had to come down out of the tree to get it, but it was real. Yeah. Legion had to have enough that enough uh, uh, demons cast out of them to kill 2,000 hogs, but it's real. Yeah. Yeah. 
Saul got knocked down off a horse on the road to Damascus, but thank God it was real. He got the good. So we need to get the victory tonight and never what it takes. Thank God, get it, keep it, lay hold on it, and have a real experience with God. Number one, you got to get a real experience with God. You got to know you're saved. Somebody said, well, you got to know the captain, you got to know the leader, you got to know how to follow instructions. We've got to get a real experience. Somebody said, well, I think I'm saved. No, you're not. I'm afraid you hadn't got it yet. Brother, you'll know you're saved without a doubt in your mind. You'll know I'm saved and on my way to heaven. Paul said, but thanks be to God which giveth us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I can know that I'm saved. Somebody said, how you know you're saved? One friend of mine, Brother Hewlin Dearman, a man kept asking him, said, well, how do you know you're saved? One thing led to another, and Brother Dearman told him this, and he told him that, and finally looked at him and said, oh, bless God, I was there when it happened. That's the reason I know. That's all, praise God, you can know you're saved. You can know you're passed from death unto life. I said, you can know you're saved, sir. Without a doubt in your mind, get a real experience with God. Know that you've got hold of God. Know that you've been born again. Listen, you don't get saved one day and get lost the next. Praise God, you're either saved or you're lost one or the other. You're either in or you're out. Ever since I've got saved, I've been saved. Amen. I get up some morning and shout it in the mouth of hell and tell every devil, I saved yesterday morning. Thank God I saved when I went to bed. And I'm saved when I got up this morning. Amen. You can stay saved. Whether you feel it or not, you can stay saved. We got a lot of people, you know, say, well, uh, you know, I hadn't felt God. Does that mean you lost? That means you're on your way to hell. That means you hadn't got the goods. It's not where you feel it or not, but to know, thank God, I'm saved. Get a real experience. We talk about the real thing, and Coca-Cola's backslid on us now. But anyhow, I'm telling you what we need to do, friend, is to know I have received. I have got. I have no, uh, no without a doubt in my mind. It's real in my soul. I got a real experience with God. When God saved me, I had almost a soul of Tarsus experience. That's right, brother. When God saved me, there wasn't a doubt in my mind I got it. I got saved before I got the altar. The man gave the altar call. I made a step toward the altar. When I did, I saved before I got there. When I hit my knees, the preacher come by and said, Russell, call out on God. He'll save you. I looked up and I said, I got it. Praise God, I got it. You'll know you got it. Amen. That's what that woman said that time. She's a street walker, lived in New Orleans. And one of her friends came by, and this woman had been out on a night of the town. And a, a friend of hers came by and saw her standing on the street corner and said, Would you come to God's house with me? And she went on to church with her, came right and sat down on the front pew. The preacher gave the altar, preached the word of God, gave the altar call, and said the woman was the first one to hit the altar. And said she began to shout all over the church, Hot dog, I got it. Hot dog, I got it. Hot dog, I got it. I tell you, thank God you'll know when you receive Him. It's real, it's real, it's real. I tell you, there won't be a doubt in your mind. Nobody had to tell you. Thank God you'll tell others, amen. I have received. I know I'm saved. How do you know I felt the blood run over me? How do you know I felt the glory go through my soul? I had a real experience. 
a real experience with God. Brother, I believe tonight, thank God, there's no way a born-again child of God can lose out with God if he'll make up his mind to go to heaven. you got to have a made-up mind. you got to shake a male fist in the powers of hell and tell the devil, thank God I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Number one, get a real experience. Get a real experience. No, it's real. No, it's real. Don't get a counterfeit. I can't think of anything worse than people halfway getting into the kingdom of God. Halfway getting prayed through. Halfway getting hold of God. Number two, know the Word of God. That's it. How am I going, how am I going to keep the victory? To know God's Word. To know the divine Word of God. He told Timothy, he said, Listen, son, there's several things I want to write to your young preacher here. And he said, there's several things you need to know. He said, one thing I want you to do, and it is to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He said, I want you to know the word of God. You know how to stay saved? Know the word of God. You know how to stay hold of God? How to keep the victory in your soul? To know the Word of God. To study the Word of God. To get shut up with God. Let this Word mean more to us than anything in the world. Can you remember when you first got saved? You couldn't get enough of reading the Bible. You couldn't get enough of studying the Word of God. You couldn't get enough of getting the Bible. You literally consumed it with your mind and consumed it with your heart. How am I going to keep the victory? Thank God, know God's Word. I said, know God's Word. Shake the Word in hell's face and say, you see that? That's the Word of God. You see that? That's God's Word. Thank God, have God's Word. Sharp in your bones. Have God's Word. Sharp in your life. Brother, get God's Word in your soul. Amen. Study God's Word. We got some men that will not study. We got some preacher that will not study. We were talking the other night, the brethren and I. At one time, there was a time, Brother Powers made mention years ago when he evangelized and preached. At one time, you'd holler glory 982 times, I guess. And you know, that is it. It's just back in, back several years ago, it was how many times you said glory and how high you jumped. Amen. Ah, brother, I want you to know we got people today that read for themselves. They read the Word for themselves. And we need some men that will get shut up with God and spend some time with God and study the Word of God and come out and say, Devil, I have got the victory. How you know you got it? Didn't shout it. How you know you got it? Hadn't run the aisles lately. How you know you got it? Hadn't spoke in tongues. That's all right. Thank God I've got it. By the Word of God, it's up in my soul. Amen. The Word, thank God, the Word's going to pull you through. Jesus Christ had come off 40 days of fasting. He'd been where the wild beast was. He'd been where the powers of hell were. And the Bible said the devil come and confronted him. And up jumped the devil. There ain't going to be a time, friend, that the devil's going to jump up. There's going to be a time when the revival's going to be over with. 
should the Lord tarry. There's going to be a time when nobody will be around to comfort you. What are you going to do then? Jesus Christ grabbed that sword. Thank God. He pulled that sword out. He rammed that word of God in that dove. I tell you what you've got to give the devil is a word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God's divine word. God's divine word is what's going to put the devil on the run. He ain't scared shouting. He's not scared of your song service. Your piano playing is not what's going to run the devil off. But the word of God, God's divine word in your soul, in the church, is what we need tonight. The word of God. Jesus pulled the word on the devil. Jeremiah said, just go ahead and eat the Word of God. One man in Meridian, Mississippi, years ago, took it literally. He tore the pages out. And he ate it. Amen. If it, if it takes that for you to keep the victory, eat it. Have at it. Thank God. We'll get you another. It don't make no difference to me. But whatever you've got to do, I tell you, consume God's Word. I said literally consume God's Word. Amen. George Patton, they said that George Patton was there and they told him he was there on the front lines and they had run out of food and ammunition. He sent word back and said, don't worry about the food, just send more ammunition up here. In other words, I'm telling you, thank God, hey, sometime we've got to say, don't worry about the feeling, don't worry about the shout, just send me more of the Word of God. More of the Word of God. I guess we've shouted more in this revival than any revival I've preached in the last few months. Usually God preaches me every night. But God knew we had to shout against, and that's all right with me. I'll tell you one thing tonight. We must have the Word. The Word of God. I'm a firm believer in the Word. I've stood on this Word through the years. I've literally stood on it. I've took, I've slept on my Bible. I put it behind my head. But I've walked and read the Word of God when the shout, woo, when the shout's not there, when the glory's not there, when the hallelujah is not there, the Word of God's still there, amen. Thank God God's Word's still there. Amen, God's divine Word. We find in the Word of God, Jesus sent His Word to do what? To heal and to deliver. Come down to my house, a man said, I'm not worthy rather that you come under my roof. But sin, speak the word only. Thank God, speak the word only. God's word is what we need tonight to burn in the depths of our soul when the trials come. I begin to read about God's word. God's divine word is a devouring flame, brother. You believe that? Wherefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Lord God of hosts, because ye speak this word, behold, I will make my mouth, make my words in thy mouth fire, and this people wood, and it shall devour them. The word of God will burn you up sometime. You know what he meant by that? The word of God will scorch your hide. Yes. <laughs> you shout now. Praise God. I'm telling you just like it is. I said the Word of God will burn you, brother. Yeah. Amen. It'll put the heat on you. Yeah. Thank God God's divine Word to get me living right. It says here's a crushing hammer. 
Is, is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Hey, I want you to know God's divine word. It'll break you, brother. Thank God it'll get all the pride out of you. Praise God it'll have you watered on your back. Thank God it'll have you watered in the sawdust. It'll have you sweating instead of spying. Hey, well, whatever. I want you to know God's divine word will straighten you up. God's word tonight will break you down. It'll get you where you need to be. It'll break that old pride. It'll break that envy. It'll break that strife. It'll break that jealousy. Thank God it'll break that unconcern and that don't care. God's word will break us down. Amen. It'll get all the pride out. Thank God it'll get all the pride out. Women will shout their hair down. Amen. Men will run. Men will shout. Men will worship God. Thank God we'll just lose all our composure. We won't worry about where we're at. We'll just turn loose, let go, and let God have His way. I tell you, God's Word knows how to break us. God's Word knows how to get the stubbornness out of us. It'll break you from being stubborn. But like that brother over in Georgia that time said his daddy sent him down on a Saturday morning had a certain part to plow. Had an old mule down there and he, he said, look dad, me and the boys want to go swimming. The boys in the neighborhood, he said, listen, you get through plowing this little patch of field and you can go. So he told him, said, I'll meet you around 12 or 1 o'clock and we'll go. He got down that field, was plowing that old mule and things was going good. Any of you that's ever plowed know that when you're going away from the house, the horse or the mule walks slow. When you turn around and start toward the house, they kind of speed up a little bit. But said the mule got down there and got so Just about time he had about eight or ten rows left to go. And just about that time, said the mule just sawed. The only wouldn't go nowhere. And he took him plow lines, began to work on that mule with it. And still the mule wouldn't budge. Walked around front, grabbed the mule by the bitch, and shook that mule all in the face, and still he wouldn't budge. Slapped that mule upside the head. That mule just sullen and looking, about like some saints I seen, just sullen and look. He got to looking around out there on the side of the field, some sage grass done dried up. Went out there, brother, and just cut him a bunch of it and brought it back and began to pile that sage grass all around that mule's hoose. That old mule looking down, you know, trying to see what is going on. Finally, that boy got there, got him, a, got him a good stove match and struck that match and fired it off around every hoof. He went back and held on. Amen. I said he grabbed hold of the plow stock, he grabbed hold of the lines, and it wasn't long when the heat got on, the old mule had to go. I'm telling you, I've seen a time that we put the heat of the Word of God on them. Amen. Had to move them. Amen. I've seen some saints that just sit there stubborn. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to get in. I'm not going to let God touch me. I'm not God would God tonight. We could get some sage grass from the glory world and put under some feet. Thank God that would get some folks are moving and worshiping God and obeying God. Amen. He knows how to get us to moving. He knows how to crush us. Amen. 
Thank God it's a life-giving force. I'm talking about God's Word tonight. It's a life-giving force. Thank God so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and a hole of shaking. And bone came together, bone to his bone. Praise God. What am I going to do? I've walked in some churches to preach revival. And I've, I've been like Ezekiel. I've said, Lord, can these bones live? Is any way we can have revival here? Yeah. Oh. You've been there. <laughs> Is there any way we can have a move of God? Yeah. Thank God when he said, I begin to prophesy. I just begin to preach to him. And the Bible said, bone came to his bone. Oh, isn't it great when the church knows their place? Isn't it great when bone comes to his bone? Thank God I'm telling you the finger connected to the hand, the hand to the wrist, the wrist to the arm, the arm to the shoulder, and on and on and on. I want to tell you something out. It's bad when some bones get out of their place. Wouldn't it be something if I had a foot hanging off the back of my head tonight? Oh, we've got some folks that just get out of place. I said they get out of place. But oh, when the church, when you begin to prophesy, when you begin to preach a word, everybody finds their place. Everybody realize I'm not the pastor. I'm not the deacon. I'm not the trustee. All I am, thank God, is to do my part. Amen. See, we got some people tonight, if they can't talk the big end of the stick, dear God, they lose the victory. I want to tell you, bone needs to come to bone. Yeah. Come on. I told them, church house pastoring, I said, I don't fool with a piano. I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to play it. I don't fool with a guitar. I don't know how to pick it. I don't fool with organ. I don't know how to play it. I said, I don't want you fool on my pulpit. You don't know how to preach it. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Woo. Come on, Come on now. Thank God we got a lot of advisors in the church. We got a lot of chiefs in some churches. And dear God, not too many Indians. We got some folks that can tell you what to do, but they just can't do it themselves. Come on. Come on. Yeah, we're going to preach before this revival's over with. Come on, let's preach We started a choir. I had 45 teenagers in my church. We started a choir. And, uh,. I asked some of them, I said, you know how to lead a choir? Don't know. Don't know anything about it. I didn't know how, but I was willing to try. I told my young people, all right, won't you meet me at 6 o'clock on Sunday evening? Here we go. We got started. All of them up there, I thought was doing pretty good. One of my men walked in. He's sitting there listening. I'm sitting there by him, you see. He said, Brother McDonald, he said, this side over here needs to be singing alto. This one this and this one that. I said, do you know how it's done? Well, no, not really. I said, well, just keep your mouth shut, son. <laughs> you know, it amazes me how many folks can tell you what to do after it's already been done. Yeah. It amazes me how many people can find the bargain, dear God, after you've done went and searched all the country trying to find something. Yeah. Well, brother, if you let me know, and I believe I could have got the pews a little bit cheaper. If you let me know, and I believe we've got the carpet a little bit cheaper. If you let me know, and I believe we've got the piano a little bit cheaper. I let you know months ago. Why didn't you let me know then? We've all got, we've got some folks that their bone just won't come to bone. I want to tell you how we going to keep the victory. Stay in your place. How you going to keep the victory. Thank God, stay in your place. And you say me. Somebody said, what is my place? It may be there, 
just to holler glory to God every now and then. It may be there just to say praise God and thank you, Jesus, every now and then. Thank God. Like one woman in the church said, told her that her pastor had to come by and pick her up. The pastor and his wife would go by as a woman, a blind woman, and went by to pick her up every, every service, you see. Brought her to the house of God. And said one day, said he was late. And that woman just went into a rage. I mean, tell you, she's putting a mouth on him. And finally, you know, she said, I believe God gave me the gift of telling people off. <laughs> he told her, he said, I believe that's one gift we can do out. You know, some people just think they hired in their God to tell a preacher what to do. Some folks think they just hired in to tell a man of God what to do. Amen. Just thank God sent them there, you know, to kind of straighten the men of God out. Yeah. You, you know, it amazes me, you know, that God can't do it. We always got to have some bone got out of their place. How you say, I'm going to preach right here tonight because I feel this. How in the world are we going to keep the victory? Just learn to stay in our place. How are we going to keep the victory? Thank God. Just learn to do what God wants you to do. And if you can fulfill that job, you've got your hand full. Somebody said, well, I was planning on giving it all for tomorrow night. I ain't going to give now. You may give twice that much. Thank God. I want to tell you what we need to do is learn to stay in our place. Amen. Oh, bone came to bone. Here it is. Bone came to bone. Everybody got together. Thank God. And the Bible said the church stood up in exceeding great army. You know what happens? When everybody gets in their place, when everybody does their job, then the church of a living God, thank God, will stand up and exceeding great army. will hold hands. Thank God we'll march on and we'll go on. Amen. Amen. That's it. And there was a great noise. They're saving pirates. It's a defensive weapon. Look out. It's a progen instrument. God's Word's a progen instrument. Discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. How am I going to keep the victory? I'm going to have to know the Word of God. It's a progen instrument. It'll find out where I'm living. It'll probe around there. It'll dig around there a little bit. And not long it's dug sin out. Not long it's dug ungodliness out. Boy, I was preaching one revival in a far city from here. Many moons, much, much water on the bridge since then. A lot of miles down the road. I didn't know what was going on, Brother Keith. I'm just preaching. Shut up in a room for two weeks and seeking God. Just coming out and preaching a message, going right back in. I'm telling you, God began to move and began to bless one night. I got up and got to preaching. I noticed everybody got quiet. But I didn't know why on a Saturday night. And the brother told me, he said, it's a good message. That's all he said. A good message. Lo and behold, come Monday morning, I'm telling you, the fellow come to whip me. He didn't come to whip me. He come to whoop me, brother. I mean, he come with a loaded gun. He was ready for bear. He said, now listen, boy. I, I, you know, I just got to looking at him there. And uh, he said, uh, you even called a man's name. You even said this. You said that. And they had taped the message. We had taped the message. I'm telling you, we got rid of more message on that particular uh, tape than did all of them. They got where they's giving them away. The church started just running them off, giving them away. I lost out on that message, brother. Everybody wanted that message. But oh, he said, listen, boy, you even called a man's name. 
He said, somebody told you. I jumped up and said, I didn't know things as bad as it was. See, I was ignorant to it. I jumped up and said, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad I sat close enough to God that God could show me something. I didn't know up to then. I didn't know the man had come to whoop me, boy. I didn't know he really mean business. Oh, come to find out that's the way it was. I mean to tell you, I was like the man uh, that went to preach revival. And from then on, every time I walked out the door, I'm looking both ways, brother. Oh, yes, sir. But God's word is a broken estimate. Somebody told you, said, his daughter said, you're lying. The man called me a liar right to my face, said, you're lying, boy. I said, ain't none of me lying. God been talking to me. God been talking to me. I went ahead, listen, that night, I went to church that night. Listen, I'm talking about a man that's known to be mean, brother. He come to church that night. He hadn't been not one night. He come to church. Church about 250 people. The devil told me, he said, you get in that pulpit that, tonight, that man going to shoot you out of that pulpit. Listen. I said over there and I said, God, if you ever known the man, you know me tonight. You ever preach the man, you preach me tonight. I'm telling you, he preached me and I was this rag wet, brother. He poured it on my soul. Thank God the next night he poured it on my soul. The next night the old man come back and he never showed up again. His daughter, listen, his daughter did call me a liar. It sung like a mockingbird earlier in the revival. You hear me? I said it sung like a mockingbird earlier in the revival and called me a liar to my face. I said, get hold of them, God. Get hold of them in this revival. Shut up in an old Sunday school room talking to God. Lay it on my face talking to God. The last night that revival, that woman come by me, looked at me with tears running down her face, and said, I know you're a man of God. I know you're a man of God. You listen to me tonight. God's got a man that can probe the sin out. God's got a man. You don't need to call him up. You don't need to talk to him in a foyer. You don't need to tell him about this or tell him about that. If he's where he needs to be with God, he'll find the sin. He'll find the ungodliness. He'll find that long forky tongue in the church. And you say amen. amen. It's a broken estimate. Thank God it's a broken. God's word does what? It purifies. It'll clean you up. God's Word. How am I going to keep the victory? Know the Word of God. And God's Word will clean you up. It'll get to the back out of your mouth, sir. It'll get the snuff can out of your house. Sitting over in there, and while I'm sitting there, God showed me a vision. You listen to me. I said, God showed me a vision. God showed me a chest of drawers. And I'm looking at that chest of drawers while I'm still working. And God showed me P.A. cans, uh, Prince Albert cans, you know, and, and to, uh, smoking paper and all this other stuff right in the top drawer. And I wondered what that was. And didn't say anything. I believe I told my wife about it. And that night I had to preach. And went over there that night, and I'm preaching. God's hit me. And uh, about that time, I just stopped and I said, I told him what God showed me. And he's one of the big men of the church. Eh? He's been hollering, glory and sickle men go on, you know. And lo and behold, when I hit that, I've seen him turn pale. And he liked to sit all the way on the pew. I want to tell you, God got us somebody. Thank God that knows. God's got somebody that knows. And God's Word will purify. God's Word will get you, sister, to clean your closet out. It'll purify. You'll get rid of them culottes. You'll get rid of them slacks. You'll get rid of your makeup. You'll get rid of your earrings. Thank God. And God Almighty knows how to clean us up. Amen. Amen. 
purify us, amen, to God. Won't be looking at no ungodly magazines or nothing like that. God's Word is holiness. How in the world am I going to keep the victory? It'll purify me. God's Word will purify me. It purifies. How to keep the victory. Thank God, know the Word of God. What else? Get lost in the Spirit. Be legal, just get lost in the Spirit every now and then. <laughs> Thank God. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For He knows... For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession uh, for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Thank God I want you to know tonight, brother, he knows how to search us. He knows when we get lost in the Spirit, how am I going to keep the victory? Just get my mind off everybody else. Get my mind on God. And you can get lost in the Spirit at home. You can get hold of God at home just as well as you can at church. You can get to shout at the house if you want to. Amen. Paul said in the Word of God, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. I don't know what I'm saying, but praise God, I'm enjoying it. What is it then? I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. He said they sometimes I just get down and get to praying, and the next thing I know I'm praying in tongues. He said again sometimes I get down and get to singing, and the next thing I know I'm a singing in tongues. I, I'm not talking about this bunch that went throughout the land back down south. One woman went to a church to hold a revival and got over there and told everybody, it's okay now, let's get up, we're going to sing Amazing Grace. And that's fine, that's good. And said, but we're going to sing Amazing Grace in tongues. Oh, Lord, I'm not talking about that. But, brother, I've seen a time and i got to get pretty far along, brother. Get to singing in the Holy Ghost. Thank God, get to singing in the Spirit. Praise God, how am I going to keep the victory? Get lost in it. Praise God, get lost in it. Whether somebody didn't come up to you after services over with and say, Hey, you did this, I did that. I didn't know I did this. You know what you've done? You got lost in the Spirit. Thank God, get lost in the Holy Ghost. Get lost at home. Get lost in the field. Get lost on the job. I told him I was when Timmy was just a young boy. I was in the room praying at back in Orange Gold was in the bedroom praying. And while I was down there praying, power of God come on me, had church right in that room. A little while I come out of the room, Timmy was there. He couldn't talk plain. And them days, he looked up there at me and he said, Danny, said, I heard you peeting in tongues in there. <laughs> so I just heard you peeting in tongues. How long has it been since they called me and Mom and caught you peeting in tongues? Huh? Come on now. How long has it been since they come in and caught you with a television off and you wasn't looking at the edge of night as the world goes and, and that's who's going to commit adultery today and who's going to give birth to an illegitimate child today? Amen. Uh, how was the last time they come in and caught you hold of God? How in the world is anybody going to shout at church at night from watching that filth anyhow? 
Well, I did last night. Bless God, you shot it over it then. I said, you shot it over it, amen. I, I tell you one thing, brother, we get a good dose of Jesus. I, I said, the hell of vision got to go. I, I, thank God it's got to go, amen. We get a good dose of the Lord. We're not concerned about who's going to be shacking with who. We're not concerned about no ball games. All we're concerned about is just a little bit more God. Just hallelujah. It's just getting lost in the Holy Ghost. Amen. People are more concerned about a ball game. Thank God than they are Lamb of Lambs and the King of Kings that gave His life that we might be saved. Get lost in the Spirit. Get lost in the Spirit. When the last time Daddy they come in caught you reading your Bible, just get lost in it. Praise God. Forget about the trouble. Forget about people. Forget about time. Just get lost in the Holy Ghost. How am I going to keep the victory? I've got to find the will of God for my life. I've got to find God's will for my life. See? Now, God uses people, and God has me and you and others that said, hey, you know, and have God, you know, speak a word, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm thought God's got good men for the Holy Ghost that sometimes it can say something that can lead us and help us and guide us and, you know, and get us over the hump. But listen, I must find the will of God for my life, and that's the way I'm going to keep the victory. David said, I sure would like to build that temple. God said, that's, that's, I'm sorry, son, that's not my will. You don't do it. You're a man. You've shed a lot of blood. You've done this. It's not my will. Paul said, you know, I sure would like to have this thorn uh, removed out of me. He said, it's not my will, son. You just hang on to it. Come on now. I'm telling you right. Praise God. See, I must know the will of God in my life. I must know. We've got this bunch running all over the country today. And they'll run here. They'll run yonder. They're looking for somebody that's got a word for they look at myself, have you got a word for me? Could you tell me this? Have you got a shikimosh shout? Would you tell me this or tell me that? God uses some people, and I'm, I'm for it. I believe in it. But I'm telling you, there's some folks, they always got to have somebody else to tell them. Hadn't got enough, you know, to get out and get hold of God. Yeah. There's one friend of mine preaching revival. said, there's a man come up to him. And he said, Brother, I want you to pray for me. He said, Okay. And he went to pray for me. He said, Wait, brother. Wait, wait before you pray. Wait on God. He said he stood there a minute. He says, Has God told you anything about me? He kept saying, No, brother, he hadn't told me nothing yet. He went to lay hands, Wait, brother, wait, wait, wait. And said, Finally, the vanished friend of mine told me, He said, Brother, I just well confess you, God hadn't told me a thing in the world. <laughs> I told him, I said, if I'd have been you, I'd have tell you what I'd have done. I said, yeah, yeah, throw a hundred dollar bill and every, every, every night in this offering. <laughs> I'd have told him, sure as the world, you better not come up here and ask me, brother, God tell me anything about you. God, that's right. And God does, and I'll tell folks, but you know, and, and, uh, a lot, a lot of times, hey, all it takes, man, it, you know, it's just kind of watching folks. You know, it don't. You, it's not necessarily divine revelation. You can just tell sometimes. <laughs> My Lord, but, but uh, 
Thank God just to know the will of God in your know what God wants you to do. What do you want me to do, Lord? Where do I need to be? Do you want me pastoring this church? What do you want me to do? You know, we some people that have turned the fleets over 875 times trying to find the will of God. I'm throwing this out here, brethren. You can't find no place in the Bible when the Holy Ghost fell, Pastor, and where anybody flakes God. When the Holy Ghost come, thank God, He was the leader. He was the guider. He was the director. That's right. I've seen some people, well, if God gives me, go try out for a church. If God gives me $18.75 in this offering, and two get saved, and three get the Holy Ghost, I know I'm in the will of God. Bless your heart. Somebody didn't obey God, and you got $18.72, and you missed God off a penny. I'm closing. How to keep the victory. You know how to keep the victory? You know the real way how to keep the victory? Get your eyes on Jesus, and get your eyes off everybody else. That's the way to... If it wasn't for this, brother, if it wasn't for that, sister, I believe I could keep the victory. Come in rubbernecking around, looking all over the church, and finding fault, thank God. Listen, brother, I've gone into some churches and preached revival. I was about like a mule, had to put blinders on. I had to look straight ahead, keep my eyes off everybody else, and get my eyes on Jesus, thank God. To keep the victory, amen. People get up. I've had there's one man. He's going to hell if he just don't get out of this attitude. He's a good man, but he's going to die lost, Sister MacDonald, because he can't keep his eyes off everybody else. I just believe I could serve God, but that sister gets on my nerve. You're preaching. Now get down here where I look at you. You know, there's some preachers preach to the ceiling. Some of them preach to the floor. Some of them preach out the windows. I just look them right now, bald Bubba. You know, to just tell you something. You see, you get to looking at people that tell you something. They'll tell you something. Amen. I told I was going to tell her brothers. I said, brother, the ceiling ain't lost. <laughs> look at the people. But, oh... That's right. Thank God some people just, you know, if it just wasn't for this man or just wasn't for that woman, I've known you keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on the Lord. That's the reason some people can't stay saved. Well, I was doing good and I saw this person and they're hypocriting around. I know they're not living right, Pastor. And they up shouting, they up talking in tongues. And you're going to let that sap your victory, aren't you? You're going to let that get your victory. Thank God I want to tell you, if they're hypocriting around, they'll stand before God. Don't let that bother you. Don't let that get on your nerves. The main thing, get your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hundo shata. You get your eyes on the Lord. Lord, amen. That bunch down yonder, they they dressing like the world. They they giving out messages. They doing this. They doing that. They going to ball games. They doing everything. Get your eyes on the Lord. 
Get your eyes on the Lord. I'm not worrying about it. I know what I've got to do. I know how I've got to live. Thank God. I know what He told me to make you into the kingdom of God. And the same thing it takes for your pastor, sir. And the same thing it takes for your pastor, wife, madam. It's going to take for you. Get your eyes on Jesus. When I saw Brother So-and-so downtown, you ought to have seen what he was doing. You going to hell on account of him? <laughs> you going to backslide and lay out of church on account of somebody living a half-shod life? Keep your eyes on Jesus. I've seen a lot of places that I could have got off. I've seen a lot of people, brother, if I'd have let it, they, they, they'd have got me out of church. That's right. I've seen good men. And I, I've seen men that I double up preach revivals with. And God move and God bless. And I've seen them slack up. And I've seen them let up. And I've seen their wives let up on, on a, a way of holiness. And I could have very easily let up myself. And I could have been in the same condition spiritually that they're in tonight. But I made up my mind I'm keeping the victory. I'm keeping a victory. Hallelujah. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. I'm not worried about every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's running around. I'm not following every shout. I'm not following every fancy. I'm keeping my eyes. The Bible said looking unto Jesus, the author, the finish of our faith. I'm looking unto the Lord. Amen. I'm not looking at anybody else. I'm looking unto Jesus Christ. I am going, thank God, to keep the victory. Amen. Stand with me. Praise God. I'm going to keep it back. I could preach on, but we better stop. Some of you are shaking your watches. It's still working. It's still working. I'm telling you. It's still working. I want to tell you one thing tonight. Thank God you keep your eyes on the Lord. And if you don't shout another now, this revival, don't lose your victory now. Come on. They don't call on you to sing. Don't lose a victory now. Come on. You don't get teacher sing. Don't lose a victory now. Smile, folks. How am I going to keep the victory? I'm looking unto Jesus. I can't go to heaven looking at everybody else because you got too many that ain't living right. But if I look unto Jesus, everything will be all right. Let's lift our hands and love God tonight and praise the Lamb of God tonight. said, oh, victory in Jesus. That's the way it is. It's just going to take Jesus. Because if I let other men, men will pull you down. They'll discourage you. They'll hinder you. But you make up your mind. I've got the victory how? Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus. And through the Word of God. I'm giving you this. And we're going to come kneel and pray and seek God. You hear you're lost. You need God tonight. Get the victory. Get what you need in this revival. Praise God, don't let this revival go by without you getting what you need and getting hold of God. Church, I want to encourage you. Listen, 
We're on a mountaintop. God's blessing us. We're having a great revival. Get in here every night. Every night you can. Get in here. Let's worship God. And let's let God have His way. Be in the house of God in the morning. Come in with a victory. Praise God. Come in shouting glory. And say, Lord, they say, you don't understand, Brother MacDonald. There's somebody on my job. They, you know, they live one way in church. And, and on a the job, they live another way. You're going to let that get your victory. You're going to let that hinder you. I'm driving this day at home right here. Somebody needs this. You hear me? You got your eyes on somebody. You better get your eyes off of them. You'll find yourself in the same shape they're in. You're going to find yourself cold because you're watching somebody else and you don't tuck your eyes off the Lord. Looking under Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith. Let's make it 100%, would you? Let's come and pray. God, I'm going to keep the victory. Come on. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. Every, it doesn't make a difference what church you're affiliated with. wants you to come tonight. God, I'm keeping the victory. If I shout, all right, but don't, all right. Thank God I'm keeping the victory. 